Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. would like to introduce to you an amazing person um, whom I have come to love over the past several years. And it is a gift that she is joining us this morning and that she is changing the world through small acts of love. Um, Maisie taught me to knit. She is an avid knitter. I will tell you about that. Her about that about her before she introduces herself. Um, and she sees knitting as a way, um, has found a way to change the world through knitting and other things. So, welcome this morning, Maisie, and we're really glad that you're gonna share with us this morning. So. Tell us about you and about the Loose Ends Project. Thank you for inviting me today. <laughs> um, uh, I'm a mom of some grown kids. I, um, I don't know. I didn't know I was going to be introducing myself. <laughs> <laughs> I did send you this question. <laughs> um, I'm happy to be here and thank you for giving me the chance to tell you about Loose Ends. Um, Loose Ends is a little organization that offers people an opportunity to finish up um, knitted, crocheted handwork projects that people left behind after they died or things that people can't finish because of um, health uh, limitations. And then the um, people who we call finishers um, return those things back to the family or the friends that they were being made for. So it just started this past summer, actually in September. And um it's grown really, really fast all over the world. And uh, that was a big fun surprise. We didn't think it was gonna happen. <laughs> At least it was uh, not planned. We, we, we thought maybe something would happen, but we didn't know what. So that's what happened. And, um, and now Blue Suns is in 38 different countries and um, have more than 7,000 volunteers who are just people who like amazing people who just want to do something nice for a stranger. That's the, that's the, the short version of what it is. Yeah. It's amazing. Sometimes things have energy that we don't, um, we don't give to them. <laughs> they just, <laughs> they, they had their own energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what motivated you to start the project? 
So I had, um, I had a hand, I had a three different friends in two years asked me to finish projects that loved ones had left behind. And um, I loved doing it. The experience of doing that was really great. And uh, the last, the last friend who asked me to help uh, this past summer, um, it's funny because it was a two giant blankets uh, and her mom had done about six inches. She had started both of these blankets for her two sons and hadn't gotten very far. And she was doing chemo at the same time. And um, so our friend brought out her big bag of stuff that my friend Jen and I are doing this together, uh, Lucens together. She's on the West Coast and the two of us were together kind of going through our friend's bag and just thinking, um, that it, that we would we would each take a blanket and do it, but it, it this was a little seed of an idea that had been germinating for for a few years already, and I thought maybe now's the time to to just test the waters and make a little website and see if there's interest in having other people do things for each other. And then I thought it would be really f- kind of nice to let um, add an extra layer to this. Uh, and let strangers do this for each other. And what would that look like? Um, and what would that feel like when you're, you know, when you're grieving and or feeling separate from in some ways, and then to have a, a stranger kind of do something nice for you. So that's, that's it. Then we just gave it a little test and, uh, Within a month, we had about 150 volunteers that we thought were we were just like, wow, you know, it seemed really, really exciting. And it was. And then um, and then it just started to sort of snowball. And mm-hmm. and now it's really fun because we're able to match people who live near each other because there are so many people. And that's great too, because it creates a kind of community, uh, keeps it closer mm-hmm. and um, also cuts down on shipping. So both of those things. <laughs> yeah. And strangers can become more than strangers when they exactly live. Exactly so. And that's happening. I, we just got some pictures. We we kind of, we do the matchmaking and then we back away and let, and let go and let that relationship happen. However, it's going to happen. And um and, but we do check back in at the, at the end and, uh, and sometimes hear some really nice stories about friendships that are, that are happening. Mm. So, so right now at Hope Gateway, we're focusing on this notion that we can't chase perfection, <laughs> even though we maybe thought we could, right? <laughs> we can't. And sometimes we're just called to be good enough good enough is good enough. Um, so what has knitting your practice of knitting taught you about the pursuit of perfection? I love that question so much. And I, I mean, there must be a lot of other people in your community who are knitters too. Um, um, well, so, so, without naming names, one of the, the people, one of the people who taught me how to knit the second time I learned 
is a very much a perfectionist. And um, when this person makes a mistake in knitting, I think that you're everybody's going to make mistakes knitting. I think it's it's you know sure there are people who maybe can do things perfectly. But I think it, 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 this is just my opinion. But letting letting some mistakes be in your work is just part of the the um, process of a human being doing something. And I do try to fix things if I can. Like if I, you know, if there's a little hole or something like that, I will try to fix it. But certainly, almost everything has imperfections and and. And it is part of the, I mean, for me, this is just my opinion, but I think it's part of what makes it feel nice. Like a person made something for you with their hands and why would it be perfect? Right. And in general, um, maybe outside of the knitting, meta, you know, not the metaphor, but like just one of the things I feel like I've been trying to do as I've gotten older is let my imperfections be more apparent to other people. And I feel like that lets other people relax more and let their imperfectness be also. And that kind of permission is liberating in a lot of ways. And it actually lets you see your friends a lot more. Like it Mm. lets you be with each other a lot more in that way where you're right. I mean, So same thing with knitting and certainly with loose ends, we, we don't police anybody's work. Like we're making these matches and the person who passed away, their gauge is going to be what their gauge is. So like the tightness or whatever their fabric looks like and a stranger's taking that over and it's not going to be um, just the way it was being made. It's never going to be the exact stitches are going to look a little bit different and Um, and I don't think people care. I mean, people are going to get a garment back or something back that their loved one was touching and chose for them and was making for them. And they're going to get to wear that or use that. And whether or not it's perfect, I don't think anybody cares about that. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. That's not the goal of the project is perfection. No, it's love. Exactly. It's just, it's just the love. And I actually got an email yesterday with a person explaining to me about gauge. And she said, this is a nice idea, but it's, it's not good. Oh, actually somebody, (laughs) somebody commented in a newspaper article too. A man commented, you know, this is a really great idea, but in theory, but it's never going to work because um, there's such a thing as gauge and you're not going to be able to match it. And it's going to be obvious. And it's just like, we don't really care. I mean, yeah. And I got an email yesterday, someone saying, how are you dealing with gauge? And we were like, people just doing their best here. Yeah. Do your if, best. Per- if perfection is the standard, then there's all sorts of barriers that are going to stop us from doing all sorts of things. Sure. Sure. And it's not, it's just, it's the connection. That's the, that's the point you know, and maybe having, having something finished is nice too. Like that you can keep closer to you Mm. because a lot of people are really sad and missing people and having that kind of tangible thing 
is really nice, but whether or not there's a dropped stitch or a different gauge, nobody cares about that. I don't think. Yeah. So what's one story of a, um, project that tied some individuals together, um, where their kindness or something remarkable happened in that connection? So every single one of them is like that. And it's, it's, um, one of the things that, that we're, we're noticing is the, when we make a little, this is matchmaking really, that is happening on my end of things. I'm not doing any of the actual work but we'll introduce someone with a project to somebody who has the skills to do it. And then we kind of step away. And then what we see happen in the, in the emails that follow is so extremely like kind and generous and beautiful. And it's not that anyone's been trained to, to hold somebody who's grieving in any specific way. But I think that because this is not everybody does handwork, but everybody does lose somebody that they love, Mm -hmm. everybody. And it doesn't matter who you are. And I think that just witnessing that kind of the language and the like love that people are um, reaching out with is just amazing to me. Like, it's just so beautiful, right? The other thing that a really cool kind thing that's happening that most people aren't seeing is behind the scenes. We have a um, private Facebook group that all the finishers are in together and not everybody is in there, but they're somewhere between three and 4,000 people are in there and they are, um, offering each other help, um, asking for help, um, commenting on each other's work. It's just the best. It's just Mm -hmm. this beautiful place where human beings are just being awesome. Mm -hmm. And, um, one person, so, and so, and I'll go in there and even ask a question the other day, I was like, well, we had this project that that was rejected twice because it was complicated and it was done by a left-handed knitter and I couldn't match it. And I went to this group and I was like, help, like who wants this? (laughs) And um, 50 people in an hour were just, I'll take it. Oh, you know, just everybody talking about exactly what was going on. People asking questions about what does it mean to be a left-handed knitter? I don't know what that even looks like or I can do things with my left hand too. Is that mean I'm a left-handed knitter? And somebody who was left-handed went up and created to show everybody what it looks like. It's not the same thing as just using your left hand. I learned, um, but it's just a place where everybody's just being super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, um, there are some of the stories that come in with projects are extremely sad and new and just break our hearts all the, you know, daily. Um, and sometimes, and, and I guess 
I mean, I'm rambling, I think Sarah, but um, the, I think just this, the sweetness that, that especially with the really sad, sad stories that mm. are with people who are really hurting the, um, just the sweetness of the way that the finisher approaches is just exceptionally like lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing just to see people, humans at their best. Yeah. That's yeah. Me. Don't see enough of that. <clears throat> and I think that um, people want to be that way, you know, and they, I think people want to be that way and they, they have an opportunity to in this way, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in the, in that kind of giving them a, um, an outlet to express that. Mm. Yeah. Which is different than perf- like being perfect, <laughs> being yeah. our best in that love, full of love and, and the outflow of generosity and, um, openness feels a lot different than a standard of perfection. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's really no perfection involved. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So, um, Next question. Knitting is um, a creative endeavor, and it's also very personal. Um, Someone pours their time and their expertise for an extended period of time into a lovely project for a specific recipient. Um, And that project is only a one-time thing. It's not a production. So what have you learned about the spiritual life from knitting or from people's engagement in the loose ends project? Yeah. So this is my, this is kind of my favorite part about this whole thing. Um, And this isn't something that normally I talk about um, publicly because it's, um, because it's not divisive and we want it to stay not divisive, but because there are so many people involved, um, there are people who may consider themselves different from others in whatever way that people are separating from each other these days. Whether it's, you know, their politics are different, their everything, their genders are different, their beliefs are different, their religions are different. And the people who match up to finish each other's work, none of that matters at all. So in that way, I, I see Lucens almost as a purely spiritual endeavor because there's nothing from the physical world that matters or gets in the way, right? Mm-hmm. Um people are relating to each other just based on love and, and a desire to comfort and offering of a skill that they have and, um, and kind of this shared human experience of being here and being part of life that the things that everybody has in common, right? Loss, love, um, 
And all of those other things don't matter at all. In fact, they don't play at all into any of it. And so there may be people matched with each other who normally wouldn't ever speak to each other or like each other, or maybe are protesting against each other somewhere, right? But in this tiny little relationship for this little bit of time, they're engaging with each other in a, in a, in a relationship that's about, about just about caring. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I don't know if this is the right answer, but to me, that just seems like completely spiritual. If you're looking at there's spiritual and there's physical, this isn't, this is nothing to do with the physical, um, differences of anybody or, you know, and it also leads to transformation in that way that it's that, um, if I can get to know somebody who I think I would not like at all and I can learn to love them and to deeply care for them, how, how can I not be transformed? Right. And that, isn't that how it always happens anyway? Like Mm -hmm. when we change our mind, it's by knowing and loving somebody different with whatever that difference is. And then, um, so, and so in that sense, I feel like sometimes are we tricking people into getting along better, learning about each other? It's a great reason to trick people. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great reason. Um, So final question, what are your hopes and dreams for the Lucent project in the coming year or in the more open future than that? I don't know. I mean, I have, I have things I would love to see happen. Like we need better technology. We want to be able to, um, like we're matching somebody from South Africa. Now we've matched someone from Australia. Um, we're able to, because finishers are, we can match people with projects wherever finishers have come from. So, um, one of my goals is to try to figure out this, there's going to be a puzzle with language and how we deal with that. I mean, I don't have to get into the nitty gritty of goals, but like big goals is I'd like to be able to figure out a way to make this smooth anywhere. Um, and I, I don't know. It's so new. I don't know where it's going and it does have its own life. <laughs> it's like, I don't know where I, I'm kind of watching it. I'm doing what I can and kind of like watching it go where it's going to go. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I'm look I'm looking forward to seeing more stories. We want to maybe do a podcast someday mm-hmm. um, where the finishers and the project owners get to meet each other. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes they are nearby each other and they do, but sometimes they don't. And I think there's some beautiful storytelling that might be able to happen. Yeah. No. Some little, just dreaming little dreams. I don't know what's going to happen though. That's great. Yeah. Say so, um, one scripture that comes to mind is the spirit blows where it will. Like yeah. it's just gonna, <laughs> it's just going. Yeah. Yeah. We're controlling little bits of it, but just to keep it like on mission and like going you know, where we think it should go, but it's also, it's, it's rolling down the hill right now. So. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, thank you for sharing all of that with us. It was a beautiful conversation that I think is um, focused on the topic, but also about so much more and so much deeper. Thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate those questions are really nice. They were really nice questions that no one's asked before. So I, I loved, I loved it. Thank you. Thank you, Marcy. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.